Welcome, magical souls, to a world where the extraordinary becomes possible and the ordinary transforms into the magical. I'm Nina, your guide on this journey of self-discovery and empowerment. This is the place where we will talk about all things magical and practical that can help you unlock your inner alchemist. As an energy healer, artist, and someone who's been on my own healing journey, I'm dedicated to understanding the many ways we can shift to transform our lives, and this is what I like to call fierce inner alchemy. Before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, are you ready to dive deeper into your inner alchemist? Do you ever feel like you're coming up against a wall and you just don't know how to get through it? Well, I have an amazing new meditation that's designed to help you unlock those limiting beliefs and remove those barriers so that you can open the door to a life filled with possibilities. This powerful meditation will lead you through the layers of your consciousness helping you identify and release those pesky beliefs that may have been limiting your growth and happiness. And you can access this meditation for free on my website, fierceinneralchemy.com slash meditation. It's also linked in the note. Now, if you're ready to go even deeper and take your journey of transformation to the next level, you can work with me. I can help guide you on your journey to unlock the innate healing ability within you. And that's the ability that's within all of us. So together we can use energy healing to release imbalances, eradicate limiting belief systems, and let go of stuck energy that may be keeping you in place. When you work with me, we'll tap into the powerful energy fields within you and around you, harnessing them to heal you because it's all available to you. Imagine breaking free from the constraints of the past, your past traumas, and really embrace a future where you are the master of your destiny. That future can start today. So if it's time to take your journey to the next step and you're interested in working with me, please reach out. You can learn more at fierceinneralchemy.com. Today I'll be chatting with Jackie Pierce, also known as the Golden Lady. She's been a healer for almost two decades. She combines her energetic intuition with many modalities that she studied, such as Tai Chi, Reiki, and Hawaiian shamanism, and she helps others by inner healing and transformation. She also offers various energy work and runs an annual new moon distance sub Reiki subscription. Let's just jump into this episode with Jackie. Hey, Jackie, welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited you're here. So you've been in the healing world since almost 20 years, right? 2006? Yeah, 2006 is when I started my business. So yeah, it's I was 19 wow. and I just knew what I wanted to do and just jumped right in and I've not looked back since then. So oh my gosh, if only we were all able to figure out what we wanted to do at 19. <laughs> what was that journey like for you? Could you tell us a little bit about how you well, it came to that? Yeah, for sure. So I mean, I was always a very energetically aware child and I guess you know when you're a kid you just assume that everyone else is the exact same as you so it wasn't really until I was a preteen that I started to realize that you know not everybody astral traveled most nights when they went to sleep and you know weren't aware of all the energetic things in their day-to-day -day environment that I was aware of and uh I was a little worried about it because, you know, you seemed very different from everybody else. So I was kind of at a point where I was starting to kind of question, like, what was I seeing and what was I experiencing compared to other people? 
And around the same time, I was in a car accident with my mom. We were side hit by someone that was making an illegal left-hand turn. Um, and I suffered, you know, some physical injuries from that accident. But I think it affected me a lot on like a mental, emotional, and energetic level far greater. And, you know, that's a realm that Western medicine, even to this day, barely is aware of or scratches the surface of. So it was a really long road to recover me to recovery for me. You know, a lot of doctors just told me you're going to have all of these problems for the rest of your life and they're just going to get worse. And, you know, I started to develop anxiety as a result of all of that. And, uh, you know, eventually after several years, my dad gave me a book on dream work. So I was reading this book and discovering, you know, again, like, I'd been lucid dreaming my whole life, and this book is trying to teach you how to lucid dream to overcome, you know, whatever obstacles you're currently facing. So I started, you know, implementing these practices, and at the same time, I started dating a guy who was on a swim team, and the swim coach taught Tai Chi, so then I started going to Tai Chi. You know, and like you're 16, so everyone's like, oh, are you just joining because your boyfriend's in it? And I'm like, no, like I'm actually <laughs> super interested in Tai Chi. So yeah, that kind of started my journey. Some of the people I met at Tai Chi were doing like chakra healing work, and I started doing that with them. And, you know, I was able to cure all of my ailments from the car accident and sorted a bunch of other personal stuff too. And then I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to help other people, you know, get through those tight places and those cracks that, you know, our medical system has. And yeah, so there, there we are. Wow. What a like turnaround. So we didn't talk about this before we started recording, but I also was in a car accident, but it, mine was about maybe I think next year's 10 years ago. Similar, like a lot, like I was told you're going to be like this the rest of your life. Like, you know, got to the point where it was like, okay, we would just need to install a spinal cord stimulator to help with your pain. And there's really isn't a lot out there about alternative ways to work through it. And it, it also triggered other stuff for me too. So a lot of your story resonated and I just find it funny how the universe just brings us together um, like that. Like it's just so not accident that you're here. So you learn Tai Chi and that kind of like, that's about energy, right? Um, in the body. And then yeah. I don't really know a lot about it, but I know like a little bit. So like how, what other modalities do you work with and how, what was your journey like into that? Right. So for me, uh, when I started doing Tai Chi, like the very first day I did it, um, you know, they really focused on the breath, like inhaling now and exhaling, right? Like, like I would tell us to inhale and exhale. And as I'm inhaling, I'm like getting really hot. And then every time I exhale, I'm getting really cold. And I was like, oh, I think that's just my energy like moving around, but I wasn't really sure. So then at the end of the class, you know, he's like, Oh, does anyone have any questions? And like, you know, I like put up my hand and I'm like, well, you know, like I was getting really hot on the inhale and really cold on the exhale. And he's like, oh, like you're really good already. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, what do I know? Like I'm 16 years old. I've never been here before. So for me, Tai Chi was really uh, my first exposure 
to consciously working with my body's chi, right? My energy system. And I started doing an offshoot of Tai Chi with one of his students called Listening Hands. So with Listening Hands, you work with a partner and you're listening to hear tension or, you know, a place of resistance in your partner. And then you're using you know, like a tiny, tiny amount of force, like less force than you would use if you were like swatting a mosquito away to try to knock your opponent off balance. And if they could listen to you coming into their field and where you were going and relax, then your force would come back to you. And if they couldn't, then their force would go, you know, into them and they would, you know, step back or fall over or whatever. So it was like this really fun and organic way of like learning about energy and how to hear what's going on in my own body and how to hear what's going on in other people's bodies. So, you know, I finished high school and I knew that I wanted to go into healing. And I had a dream one day where there were like these symbols just like floating in blackness. And like, I couldn't really see what they were, but I knew they were symbols. And I woke up and I had this word Reiki and I'd never heard this word before. And after um, I went to work and I was dusting the bookshelves, I worked at like a kind of a cult, gothic, everything alternative store. And I'm dusting this bookshelf that I've dusted a hundred times before in the last couple of years. And all of a sudden I'm seeing all these books called Reiki. And I was like, did we just get these in? Like, I was like, I've never noticed these before. And like, I just had a dream with this word Reiki. And now I'm dusting the bookshelf with these Reiki books. So then I was like, okay, well, I want to learn Reiki. And it actually took me a couple of years to find a Reiki, um, teacher that I wanted to learn from. So while I was still on my quest to find a Reiki teacher, I decided to go to massage school because I wanted to also understand how the physical body worked and went together and have like a comfort and familiarity with the physical body. So, you know, I went to massage school, I graduated, and then I took a Reiki course, and then I took reflexology. And then over the years, um, I learned color sound therapy. And then I started doing like my own intuitive chakra balancing with people. Um, and then I learned the Hawaiian shamanism, probably about, geez, watch, I guess I was gonna say, oh, only a few years ago. But now I'm like, okay, no, it's actually probably five or six years ago. Now, you know, time just kind of creeps up on us, right? <laughs> so yeah it does. I just got my start you just add all the little bits and pieces as you go right yeah yeah I love the way you've continued to expand your skills and knowledge and meld it into something that's your own right because that's what we all really want to do with various things in life whether it's healing modalities or just live in life right um so I want to ask, what is sound and color therapy? Because I've heard of sound therapy, but like, how do you meld those two and what does that look like? Well, my teacher, she's such a wonderful soul. I love her so much. She shared so much with me and helped me so much in my journey. So she teaches the two together, um, color sound therapy. 
And she always described it that sound is audible color and color is visual sound. And I really loved that, you know, like how these two things just kind of came together so beautifully. So in the color system that I use, we have um, 12 colors and each of those colors has different properties on a physical, mental, emotional, and energetic level. And we use a color, you know, just depending on what's going on for people. So, you know, if someone has chronic insomnia, I would want to use indigo to really kind of um, bring them into that lovely melatonin sleep cycle. You know, if uh, if someone had just received, you know, whether it was a sunburn or like a third degree burn, I'd be working with turquoise to really stimulate the skin's healing. Um, if somebody, you know, I don't, you can just throw something at me and I'll be able to tell you what color to use for it. So, um, I apply the color through a lamp and then it just shines onto the body and I'll do some breath work and visualization to really bring that color into the system for whoever I'm treating. And then I have 13 different stainless steel tuning forks that I use in different, you know, patterns and arrangements, depending on what their field is kind of telling me. And sometimes I'll incorporate, you know, a singing bowl or vocal toning. You know, it's a very intuitive process. It's really, those two things just come together. We work with what's going on energetically for the client in the moment and how their energy field is responding to it. You know, it's like a dance, like you're you're following and leading simultaneously. Yeah, that sounds so beautiful. And I bet it is very relaxing from what it sounds like. It's amazing. I remember when I was learning hot stone massage, we had to do, it was a really small practicum. We only had to do 10 sessions, but she wanted them done in like a one week time frame. Like you had seven days to do all 10 of them. And I remember my very last one canceled on me and I was like furiously trying to fill this session. And then I was like, mom, can I just, can I use you as a, one of my practicums? And she was like, okay, but could you just do a color therapy session for me instead? And I'll tell her you gave me a hot stone. And I was like, you know, how many people do you know would pass up like a hot stone massage, right? But she just loves getting the color sound therapy like yeah and I was like oh man I so I just said well let's do both I'll do both for you mom like I'm a pretty straight shooter so <laughs> it's like such a funny story though <laughs> I'm with you too I love that you combined both and then she got the best of both worlds <laughs> absolutely that's so great yeah I didn't have to learn <laughs> Which is always a yeah. good thing because I'm definitely a rule follower yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah. So you also I, mentioned I um, so you also mentioned yeah. um, Hawaiian shamanism, and I'm really curious about that. Yeah. Could you tell us more about that? How how'd you get into that? What was that journey like for you? Yeah, definitely. So when I was um, at the time that I did the Hawaiian shamanism training, I was at this place in my life where. 
I was probably working a little bit more than I should be. And I wasn't doing as much self-care as I had been doing. And one of my friends was, you know, I would just ran into her at a restaurant that she worked at part-time. You know, it was like a super hippie hangout restaurant. Like that's where you met all the cool cats and found out about all the, you know, the underbeat kind of stuff going on. And she was like, oh, you know, my teacher from Hawaii is coming and he's doing this like intro to Hawaiian shamanism. And I was like, oh, like, tell me about it. And I was like, you know, it just sounded really interesting because I've always been drawn to shamanism. But I always found a lot of the shamans that I knew um, always seemed to have like a little bit more of the darkness involved than I thought was necessary for healing work. You know, certainly you need to look at shadows and different aspects, but it, I don't know. It always just seemed really heavy and really deep. And I was like, I don't really think that's what shamanism is supposed to be for me anyway. So she's talking about shamanism, but it all sounds like full of light and sparkles. And I'm like, oh, like this sounds great. So I signed up for this two-day intro, and I even said to everyone that I had told that I was doing it, I was like, I'm not adding this to my services. Like, I'm taking this for my own personal development and just for, just for Jackie, right? So I show up to this class, and I'm just instantly enthralled by the practice. You know, like, you, you become all of these different kingdoms, there's seven kingdoms, I'll talk about those in a moment. So you like you embody the kingdom. And then you get your client to give you words that describe that kingdom. And then there's different hand movements and motions, or sounds that you do for each kingdom. And you use their words as a part of the session. So like, their words become the medicine that you're, you know, bringing into their body. And I was just like, this is the coolest shit in the world. Like I was just loving it. And the, um, the final kingdom is calling in um, a divine one, a beloved one, you know, whatever. It could be someone who's alive. It can be someone who's passed away. It can be, you know, an angel or a spirit. So I called in my granny, who I didn't actually get to know that well, but I had always been very psychically connected to her. And she used to come to my dreams and she'd always be speaking Welsh to me, trying to like tell me all this healing information. And I would always tell her, I can't understand you. You're speaking a different language. And she would just be like, you're not ready and like storm off in my dream. So I called her in. And uh, she was speaking English to me. And it was just, it was such an incredible experience that when I left, I was like, so when are you come back? When are you coming back to like do the certification training? So I was like, I clearly need to add this to my services. <laughs> um, so as I said, there's seven different kingdoms. So they're mostly elemental, like we work with fire and water, um, stone, earth, plants, you know, animals. And there's like all these different elements that you're kind of constantly pulling in for the session. And I really love that the client is giving you the words because that 
to me makes the session really action oriented and puts the the power back in the client's seat and they're in charge of their healing and their session, right? You're not this guru on a pedestal that's all knowing. You're just a person just like them. You know, maybe you have different gifts than them, but you're just a person. And whatever comes up for them is ultimately the medicine that's used in the session. And like, I just think that is the most amazing way to do a session. So I really, really love that. I connect with that very deeply. Yeah, I really love that because I'm an energy healer too, right? And I always tell people, I'm just like a helper. You're really doing it. And I'm just kind of guiding you like to in your own innate ability to access what we have because we all have that. It's just a matter of remembering that we have that, right? So I think that's really beautiful that you bring that into your work with your clients. Yeah. Yeah. I always say, you know, I'm a facilitator. I can show you a door. I can create a window, but it's always up to you, you know, whether you want to look through the window, whether you want to open the door, whether you want to open the door and then walk through the door, you know, it's always... um, really up to the client where their healing goes and how far it will go for sure. And I I also really enjoyed what you were saying about finding like your own path to shamanism because there, you know, I feel like some of us are more inclined to kind of work with the darker or shadowy side. And then some of us are just like, we're light and that's, that's cool. Like there's a path for everybody and that's so important for everyone to remember. There's all these different healing modalities and I just envision lots of paths and I'm pretty sure I probably said this on the podcast before but it all gets us to the same place right healed and whole and in touch with our inner selves yeah I love that it's so true you know some people love eating apples and other people hate fruit and you know you'll all get your nutrients and your vitamins from whatever you're personally choosing to eat and healing yeah I agree it's the same you have to find the right practitioner for you, you have to find the right modalities for you and at the right time, you know, what what is right for you today may not be right for you in a month or two years or 20 years, right? Yeah, we need we need all the different people exactly. to help all of us. Completely. And also, I think that your story actually illustrated this, like the, the right things come in at the right times, like you didn't know what the word Reiki was at the time. And this was for any of the younger listeners, we weren't like tied to our phones. We weren't Googling things like, right. It was just kind of like, oh, a word like, because I think we're around the same age. So like, oh, okay, You know, like and then you see it on the bookshelf. That was by design. Right. Like so when and it was because you were ready. And then when you saw your grandmother again, she was speaking English because you were it was the right time. Not that you were I guess you were ready, but not to imply that you weren't ready. You just it wasn't the time that for your soul to get there, which I just, isn't that great mm-hmm. how everything always works the way it's supposed to? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think I had a cell phone. I don't, yeah, I don't think I had a cell phone when I had that dream and the internet was something I knew about, but was not a tool that I would have used. I definitely would have been more likely to go look it up in an encyclopedia than uh, look for it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Oh my goodness. Ugh, we're really aging ourselves here. 
But I mean, it was only like, it wasn't that long ago, really. Like it really wasn't. No, so. no, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I literally actually got my first cell phone when I opened my business. And the only reason I did was, you know, I had had my business for about six months and I was using my parents' landline. And then my dad would be like, you know, you could get a cell phone now and then you could talk to these people and then I don't have to talk to them. And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, I didn't really want to get a cell phone. Like, I just, I didn't see the appeal. And, you know, so I got a, a flip phone, you know, and uh, we didn't have texting back then. Right. So, yeah, it was just phone calls only. Whereas now I would say primarily most of my interactions with clients are on text, not phone calls. Right. <laughs> Exactly. It's so funny how it switches. The phone rings and you're like, what? I'm not, I'm not answering that. No. Yeah. So it's universe like should call. It. Universe should text us. <laughs> it yeah. It's like the doorbell. Totally. <laughs> so I just love your journey. And so you've been doing the Hawaiian shamanism for quite a, quite a bit, right? So what's next for you? Uh, you know, that's so interesting because I, so I'm from Edmonton, Alberta. I was born and raised um, in Western Canada and I moved to New York about two and a half years ago. I met a man, fell in love and it made sense for me to move, not for my husband to move. So when I was leaving Edmonton, I was planning to you know, leave massage therapy behind me and just go full time into teaching um, and opening like the Golden Ladies School for Energetic Medicine. So I moved here and then, you know, my whole life got turned upside down, which would happen for anybody having a, you know, a, a move of that scale. And I just kept like not doing it, you know, and then um, I, I'm, I'm an ice climber. That's like my favorite hobby is to go ice climbing. And I had an Wait. injury that was preventing me. <laughs> Wait, like actual like ice climbing? Like you see ice and you're like, let yeah. me climb that? Yeah, like climbing. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's the funnest thing in the world for me to do. When I got into ice climbing, I actually had like, a little identity crisis because up until that point in my life, nothing had ever competed for my time. My business was always like number one. And then when I learned to ice climb, I was like, I started taking time off of work. Like my clients were like, Oh, what do you mean? You're not available. And I was like, I would like send them a picture. Like there's just like me next to like a frozen waterfall. And they're like, Oh, I see. So I actually was like, Oh, should I become like, you know, an ACMG guide like should I just you know leave healing and like start just you know getting paid to ice climb and then I was like no this is like work-life balance this is this is good for you Jackie so I decided to keep ice climbing just as ice climbing uh but yeah then I had an injury from practicing how to ice climb like rock climbing at a gym and it was a really small injury, but I had so much chronic pain from it that 
I couldn't climb anymore. And like, it was really depressing for me. And one of my girlfriends kept telling me, you know, oh, Jackie, you need to go for this rapid session. And I was like, what's a rapid session? Like, I don't know what she's talking about. So I just kind of like, anytime she'd bring it up, I would just ignore her. And then when I moved here, my husband and I were in a small car accident. And again, like there's no physical damage to my body. You know, nothing shows up on an MRI. Nothing shows up with anything. But I had so much pain in my left hip. Like I could not walk. Like I couldn't do anything. So um, I was doing all this energy work on myself. I like did all these cleanses. And then my friend was like, you know, you really need a rapid session. So I flew home back to Edmonton. I had a rapid session. I took a rapid course. And it was this totally mind-blowing experience for me. So it's a pain-based um, modality to treat pain. So you, you give people pain and then you get them out of pain. And it can be acute pain, it can be chronic pain, it can be, you know, idiopathic, like unexplainable pain. And I was just so enthralled with this, that I've actually decided to go back to massage school in New York, so that I can be a massage therapist here, because I tried to get my license moved over. And it was just this giant red tape nightmare. So I'm spending $15,000 to go back for an education I already have so that I can legally practice massage, you know, because I'm a rule follower. And what I want to do with rapid is bring in energy work to it. Because in the courses, they talk a lot about, you know, people's mental, emotional, you know, PTSD, um, limiting beliefs. They don't use the word limiting belief, but in essence, they're saying, you know, people believe they can't get out of pain because like you and I, they've seen the doctor who just said, you know, shaking your head, congratulations, this is pain you'll have for the rest of your life. Close the door next, you know. So I want to take rapid and combine it with energy work so that you can give people kind of that full immersion to healing get them out of physical pain but also help them relieve any limiting beliefs that they have you know help them move through traumatic experiences that maybe brought about the pain so yeah that's kind of like my world just kind of blew up a second time in new york because now you know once again i'm just going to be a total pioneer <laughs> taking something that's like super scientific and like very medical based and being like, but what if I add crystals? <laughs> so that's oh, my, wow. my current. Yeah. I, I just, I love that. That sounds so interesting. So I've never heard of rapid. So I'm just going to maybe rapidly ask you some questions. <laughs> Cheesy. Sure. Um, so you said it's science-based. How does it work? You said it brings about pain, but could you tell us a little bit more? Yeah, for sure. So coincidentally, uh, Rapid was developed by a couple in a small town in Alberta. Alberta is the province that I'm from. So I didn't know really about Rapid until I moved to New York. And they don't teach Rapid in New York at this time. So I had to go back to Alberta to learn it, which is just really funny, right? Like you've lived here your whole life. 
you were a massage therapist for 17 years and then you leave and then you have to come back to learn this really cool technique. So it's called rapid neural fascial reset and any manual therapist could learn it. You know, they'll teach it to a massage therapist, a physiotherapist, um, you know, an osteopath, an acupuncturist, chiropractors, you know, anyone that does, you know, manual body work with people could take this course. And it's a very protocol driven modality. You know, we have a lot of different techniques that will follow depending on where people have pain. And, you know, sometimes you know what's caused pain, but most pain is inexplicable for people. You know, um, like for me with that car accident, there's no pathology. There's nothing showing up in an MRI and an ultrasound to explain the pain that you have. So, you know, a couple of different things happen for people like that. You're put on drugs to treat the pain. Um, you're told that you're crazy, right? Or you're told to just suck it up and live with it for the rest of your life. So with rapid, you know, we don't really care what's causing the pain. We just want to treat your pain. So we start with, you know, wherever you're most experiencing pain in your body. And we're working on the bone. We're not working on muscles. We're working on all the connective tissue in the body. And yeah, there's a couple different techniques. It's mostly done with um, like active movement from your client you know, you're going to find whatever spot, you know, you know how to find, and then you're going to have them move their body through a range of motion. And typically we want people to be at a six to an eight out of 10 for pain. So it has to be painful to reset the nervous system. We don't really understand why it has to be painful, but we know that it does. You know, the couple, Rob and Sherry, that created this and developed this technique you know sherry kept saying you know someday we're gonna learn how to do rapid without pain like you know we're gonna learn how to how to do rapid and not have to give people pain to treat pain and they've been doing rapid for 25 years and you know sherry discovered somewhere along the way that no if there's no pain there's no reset so there's a couple different you know ideas around that whole reset, right? And a lot of different pain specialists um, nowadays are talking about how your brain kind of gets wired into pain and it gets into a loop of pain and it just forgets that you're not in that circumstance anymore, right? But you're just, you're running on this yeah. track of pain. So if we, yeah, if we can interrupt that circuit and reset the body, bring the brain back to safety, then the pain just poof goes away. Yeah, so it, that makes sense. It's really fascinating. Yeah, it does. It really does make sense. Um, I've I've only started learning rapid like this March, so it's still a very new technique for me. But you know, my own pain has been completely addressed in about eight sessions. You know, which was just really wild for me when I think about, you know, how much work I would do on myself, how much work I would pay other people to do. And to just no longer have that pain is so freeing, right? 
Yeah, it really is freeing when you can get ahead of pain. So just a couple things that came to mind as you're explaining. I heard you say the fascia and the connective tissue. And for the listeners, the fascia is like the tissue that covers all of our muscles, organs, right, Jackie? Like it's pretty much everywhere. Yeah. And it's yeah. conductive too. So yes. what I was inferring yeah. from what you were saying is that like you guys are moving the energy because um, after – See, I w- my story is a little bit different than yours with the car accident because I did have structural things which led to surgeries and surgeries, but energetically it kicked up other things and other traumas that weren't resolved. And then I got stuck in that loop, which um, energetically yep. I do emotion code and body code. We call that a reverberation. Like you can have a, yep. a current symptom reverberation where you're just stuck in pain and it's literally because the energy just kind of doesn't it can't move and you can't move it right so i think that's really interesting because it's like what we were saying before all these different paths can get you there but unfortunately with more modern medicine it's like here take a pill or here do this like instead of what ways can you maybe move the energy out right Mm -hmm. so i think Mm -hmm. it's fascinating because after my last back surgery which was a spinal fusion when my pain then got 10 times worse and i was like what you know, this was supposed to fix it. I did uh, right. myofascial release, which is similar. Like it sounds a little bit similar, but m- not. I mean, sometimes it was painful, but it was very gentle in terms of the touch, right? Just getting that fascia to release. And it, I. So, do you ever have memories come up when this stuff is moving? Because I remember when I was doing myofascial release, I would have like memories, and some of them were trauma stuff coming back that I like didn't even remember and I would be like on the table just crying like okay I guess that's what's happening and that was kind of like my foray into energy and understanding like oh I hold this in my body the things that have happened to me right Mm -hmm. beyond just being hit by a car in a car accident right you you literally hold it all until you find a way to move it yeah I mean one of the sayings I really love is you know the straw that broke the camel's back because our bodies are very much like that. You know, you can add this trauma and that experience and this thing and that thing. And somehow your body finds a way. And I don't just mean your physical body. I'm talking like all, you know, all the layers of us, all of our fields and everything. Um, And then one little thing comes along and it, you know, it snaps and everything else just cascades apart. Right. So that's exactly right. You don't know, is this pain from your recent thing? Is this pain from something that happened 30 years ago? And, you know, where are all of these things coming together? So it's just like a big jumble that you kind of have to just peel away layer by layer. And it depends on how severe things are for a client, um, how many injuries they have, have they had concussions, you know, there's a lot of different kind of components that will dictate the direction of a session, but they do talk about, um, so scientifically, right, the limbic response, which is the emotional brain. And they'll talk about, you know, if people go limbic or what to do with that. And in classroom settings, um, I would say, you know, I've been to four rapid courses and in two of those courses, there was a student that had a limbic reaction. And that's exactly what's going on is 
you know, whatever has happened to them physically, mentally, emotionally, energetic, spiritual, or any combination thereof is being released by the work. And, you know, they have strategies. If you don't want people to go limbic, you know, you can do certain strategies to stop it. And, you know, some people, you know, because again, they're teaching this more to manual therapists who, you know, some of those people are maybe a little more into what you and I are into. And some of those people are probably even more, you know, on that linear medical track. Um, so if it's something you don't really want to address with people, you know, do these three things to kind of stop it from happening. And if you're someone who's open to it, you know, let it just happen. And if that's the end of the session, because they just need to sit there and cry and breathe through it and have you be reassuring for them, go for it, right? So for me, yeah. um, I'm just working on family and friends, right? Because I'm not licensed. At the, well, I was licensed when I was in Canada because I've gone back for a few visits. So I've done rapid on paying clients there. And, you know, it's been really interesting for me because I'm so energetically aware and intuitive to what's happening and then you know sometimes yeah you're just maybe you're working you know in the sternum on somebody and then they'll just start talking about you know their trauma or an experience or something that seems unrelated and as you know as an energy worker nothing is unrelated it's coming up for a reason and for me yeah with so many years of experience working with mental emotional energetic and spiritual stuff, right? It's very natural to just have a dialogue that leads us into maybe some Reiki or some crystals or some breath work. And, you know, sometimes those sessions weave their way back to rapid and other times those sessions just lead themselves totally into the energy work. And so far when that has happened, it's been this really profound experience for people because I think for me sometimes with energy work it can be hard to make it physical for people right and we're such physical beings that if there's no tangibility you lose people you know they just they can't understand what you're doing they maybe aren't sensitive enough to feel the energy moving even though to you it feels like this giant tsunami is rolling through their body right so I think for me, the beauty of taking something that's really physical, like rapid, where like, here's the scientific thing that I'm doing, here's this approach, you're going to feel it the whole time. And then adding in that subtle undertone of energy work to kind of finish the, the experience, you know, if they're, if they are stuck on something, um, you know, we can work on some pretty serious conditions with rapid and a lot of those people come in and they've been to everyone they've been to the orthopedic surgeon they've been to the pain clinic and they've been to this specialist and they've been to that sports medicine person and you know they're jaded because no one's been able to help them and they're also a little stuck in that belief that there isn't help for them so again if someone's belief is overriding their physical responses, that's a stronger, we know that mind over matter, right? So taking in the energy work and helping them, you know, see the two sides together, I think to me is just going to be such a great practice to really give people results. Yeah, 
I can't wait to see what you do with this because there's so much power in being able to hold space for someone when when things do kind of shift. Like I get having a scientific approach to things, but sometimes you do just need to cry because it, that's still energy moving. And sometimes that's just what has to happen, right? It's like you can trap those emotions. I, I know because I remove them from clients all the time and crying is one of them when we don't let it express. It, it's an energy that we don't move. And my heart just goes out to anyone who's dealing with chronic pain, especially when you get to the point where, because I, I've been there when you're like, nothing is going to help. They just want me to take more pills. Like, what can I possibly do? And there's, and you're so right. There is a belief that forms. And I believe in what I've seen is that that's actual energy that's blocking. It's like putting up a wall around yourself. So you can't even let the healing come in because you're just like, mired in your physical pain not able to see out of it and i get it because i used to live that and it's just like how could i even have an ounce of hope that things are going to get better when you know it so just i just think it's so powerful what you're doing and then melding the two just seems like such a or not just the two right melding what you do now i mean and then rapid seems like such a powerful thing because that's where i think the world needs to go is where we need to meet science with the spiritual and the emotional and the mental because we're not just physical beings. We are all of them. And um, mm -hmm. our bodies can't tell time. They don't know if that trauma happened 20 years ago or 10 minutes ago, right? Except uh, aside from like acute like injury or pain, right? Yes. Like that's why I think when you say the camel, it like breaks the back, the straw breaks the camel's back or um, it's so true because it's just like, uh-oh, energetically, that's the way our body's signaling, oh, shit. This is an alarm. Please help me. And it's just so yeah. frustrating that there's not widely known and accepted ways for people to kind of move through this. Like I remember having that conversation mm -hmm. with my pain doctor. Like what can I do aside from get these shots and take these pills? And he just kind of looked at me like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, are you serious, yeah, dude? I don't <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like not even in their – they're so used to people just coming in and following the script of whatever they're leading you down without question that when you're like, oh, like, is there anything else I can do? Or, you know, like they're shocked. They're totally, they're totally baffled by that. Yeah, I've experienced that yeah. as well. <laughs> I mean, I was like, yeah. I do you think I should try yoga? What about meditation? And like looking at me cross-eyed, like, yeah, go for it. But that's not what I'm recommending. I'm recommending these pills, you know, handing me a, a script. I'm like, oh gosh, but it's just wild. So that's really awesome that you're going to bring that into New York. Um, and uh, you're going to be finishing up your massage license again. It's just take two, right? <laughs> yeah, take two. It's, uh, I just keep telling myself I'm having a massage baby because in New York, it's like a nine month program that I'm signed up for. So I'm like, okay, I'm just having a massage, uh, baby. Like, you know, it's only going to be nine months. It's not two years of my life like it would be in Edmonton. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see what a different country teaches and what they focus on. And, you know, research has changed a lot um, in our textbooks, right? Like one of the, the go-to massage Bible, that's what I call it. You know, the main textbook for a massage therapist is called Trail Guide to the Body. 
And my copy from 20 years ago is like, you know, about an inch thick. And then I bought the new volume, which is required. And it's like two and a half times the size, you know, and you're just like, wow, <laughs> like there's, we, we know a lot more and we're expected to know a lot more. So, you know, I'm sure I'll learn some new stuff as well, but um, I'm just very excited for 2025 when I can, you know, be fully licensed and open my, you know, full-time business. And, you know, I, I haven't quite decided if I'm going to keep Golden Lady Holistics. You know, I fell in love with that name when I was 19 and I, I just thought, you know, there will be so many versions of Golden Lady over the years, right? Because you're always evolving and your offerings change and your experience kind of leads you in a different way. So I, I knew that there would be all these different, you know, reincarnations of Golden Lady. And, you know, I've really been sitting with that lately. And I'm like, okay, is this still, is this still the name, you know, and I'm not sure if it is or not. And it's, it's like kind of exciting, you know, like, you're falling in love with something you're already in love with in a totally different way. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the journey. You know, there's moments of apprehension, but uh, overall, I'm definitely really looking forward to it. Yeah, you can totally hear your joy and passion as you talk about it. So I can't wait to see where you go with it. But if everyone wants to keep in touch with you now, do you do, do you have online offerings? Um, if the listeners want to find ways to work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So right now... Um, I was offering, you know, online sessions, but I've actually pulled that down right now because I'm, I'm just not sure what the school commitment, you know, hours will be. So I didn't want to kind of have appointments open and then realize that I'm too swamped with studying. But what I do have on offer right now, I've been doing this um, for several years and it's a new moon distance Reiki session. So um, I started it during the pandemic, you know, when we were all locked away in our homes and I was kind of really itching to work and wasn't able to work and wanted to do my thing. So I just started doing like an Instagram live with like, you know, distance Reiki for anyone who wanted to partake. And it was really cool to see some of the people who joined because like, you know, they were like, not the person that as an energy worker, you necessarily think of for you know your energy work and that you should never make assumptions but you know I'm guilty of it too we all do it so when the pandemic ended I started it as a paid experience you know you could pay um, a monthly fee to join every month and then last year I did something even a little bit more different so I made it a subscription. You had to sign up for the entire year. And I wanted to do this because I wanted that community feel. You know, I wanted the same group of people to witness each other and go through a year together and have, you know, that unfolding of intimacy and that sisterhood and that community feel. So I'm doing the same thing this year. It went over so well last year. So you get 12 months of new moon zoom reiki we meet on the zoom it's live i record it so if you miss it or you fall asleep you can access it and you know i pull a card i have um a little bag of rooms so some ladies want a room um, i'm open to men joining i've only ever had women though 
Uh, we call these pretty cards. You know, we have our own names for everything. So you can pick, you know, what kind of cards you want. And if you want a color card, then you can have, you know, either an intuitive color reading by myself, or you can kind of have what the book has to say. And then I have a tarot deck as well. So, you know, you get to pick what you want. So each person gets their own card or rune. And we have like a little chat catch up, you know, sometimes people have news to share. Sometimes people have something to celebrate. Um, other times, you know, somebody might be going through a surgery or, you know, a life crisis and we're there to support them. And then the other thing you get is a goodie bag every month. So your goodie bag can have all sorts of different things in it. Um, sometimes it has a meditation that I will send you, you know, as a file and you keep it for as long as you want it. You can listen to it for the rest of time. So, you know, I've done lots of different meditations. Uh, sometimes you get a ritual. So there might be, you know, instructions and a little goodie that kind of goes into the ritual for you to work with. And then other months are just pure fun. So I have a sample bag from a, don't mind the crinkling, I'll try to make it as quick as I can. So regardless whether you're getting a meditation, a ritual, or just fun goodies, there's always um, a really pretty card for you to write your monthly intention on. So, you know, you kind of get to hone in and focus on the new moon, which is a wonderful time for manifesting. And you get to think about each lunar cycle, you know, so it's like, at the beginning of the year, we kind of do a, how do you want your year to kind of flow and unfold? And then every month you get that conscious check in. Is that still in line with what you want? Is that still in line with what the energy is presenting to you? You know, like you can be bullheaded and just run through it or you can be really flowy and open to what what is open for you and what will make your life easier right um so one month in particular my friend down the street from me is a potter and she makes these really cool incense burners so i had her make me different ones for each bag so it was a little owl incense burner. So there's like a little hole on the top of the owl's head that you stick the incense into. So like this owl's like a little blue owl. It's got like um, just a tiny little belly and he's got brown flecks kind of in his belly and his eyes. So they were all different. Each owl was different. And then I sent you also a moon incense box with 16 incense sticks in it so that was you know one month and it was so cool because you know I created each bag obviously with love and intention and sacredness but I ultimately didn't make a bag specifically for a person I just made all the bags and then you know somebody would open their bag and be like oh, you know, purple's my favorite color and I got a purple owl, but they got the only purple owl out of all of the owls, right? Or, <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, like it's perfect. It just, it's always perfect. So yeah, I have that going on for 2024 as well. So it's available on my website. Um, 
It's listed at 350 US for 12 months. And yeah, you get the new moon Zoom with the Reiki and our little chit chat. And then you get a goodie bag every month as well. Oh my gosh, that's just, it's so, I love it because first of all, who doesn't love getting mail that that's actual cool mail and not like junk, right? Like when you get something special and not only that, mm-hmm. um, how many of those boxes that you can subscribe to are so generic, right? Like this is unique and I can just feel the love like coming off of you as you're talking about it. And I just, oh, I just love that. So we'll link that in the show notes, everybody. Definitely check that out if you feel called because that just sounds like such a unique and special offering. And I really love the community aspect of it too, like having a container that kind of goes through the whole year because we all need our people. We are all here to find our people. And if you feel called, this might be a way to find your people with Jackie. Awesome. One of my ladies that subscribed last year, most of the people that subscribed last year resubscribed. So that was also a great indication for me that like I was doing something well, right? If people um, really enjoyed it. And she said, well, I use this as my time tracker. She's like, you know, she is like the super indigo third eye creative who, you know, by no fault of her own is late for anything because she's just so busy experiencing and enjoying. And she's like, this literally keeps me on track. Like they're in my phone, they're in my calendar. I'm always aware of when the new moon is coming around, which just helps me, you know, cycle through the whole month and keep me more accountable to my life. And I was like, what a cool, you know, like side effect of, you know, doing a a monthly group that it also just helps you to kind of be more present physically for yourself as well. Right. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Wow. So where can everyone find you? I know you kind of mentioned your website, but I don't remember if you gave the address, but we will definitely link it. And then what are your socials if everyone wants to find you? Yeah, for sure. So website is goldenladynynewyork.com and my Instagram is goldenladyny and Facebook, it's just goldenladyholistics and holistics is with a W and an S on the end. Um, I mean, you can find all the social links from the website goldenladyny.com and if you go to the store on the website, that's where you'll see the new moon being offered. Yeah. Awesome. And I'll link that for everyone too. So you don't have to worry if you are in a place where you can't get to it right now, you can just go back to the show notes and click later. Well, Jackie, this has been just such a joy to have you here and have this conversation with you. I've just loved it. I really enjoyed it as well. And I would love to get to know you more. So I'm going to have to go and and do some Googling and creeping of my own over here. And yeah, check out all your lovely offerings and perhaps we'll do some more future collaborations. I would love that. Yeah. You're welcome back anytime. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed this conversation with Jackie. And before we wrap up today's episode, I just want to recap a few of my takeaways from this conversation. I was so impressed with the fact that Jackie has been healing since 2006. She had an early awareness of her energetic sensitivity all from childhood. And her journey towards healing and energy work was pretty freaking cool. Um, I love that she became aware of who, her abilities at a, such a young age, which many of us have. But, you know, I find it a little rare that 
those who step into it that young. So it really just shows, you know, how she talks about all the different things that she has learned and how she continues to study and expand really shows her passion. Um, and I just really admire that. She also overcame a lot of personal challenges um, from the car accident that set her on this path and then emotional traumas and, and other pain and discomfort that she's come across in her seeking to heal it and to heal herself. I thought that was so beautiful because that really led her to ex explore those various techniques like Tai Chi, dream work, chakra healing. And I, it's really just a testament to her journey and the holistic approach. Um, I loved how she empowers her and clients and promotes continuous learning. She wants her clients to take an active role in their healing process. And through all the variety of healing modalities that she uses, that eclectic mix she tailors with her intuition for her clients while helping them step into their own intuition, which I just think is so wonderful. I really enjoyed this conversation with Jackie and I can't wait to have her back. So if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date on all the new episodes I have coming out. And if you have questions, insights, or stories to share, I'm here for you. Connect with me on Instagram, visit my website, or drop me an email at fierceinneralchemy at gmail.com. And if you're feeling inspired to delve deeper into your own healing journey, I offer personalized energy healing sessions, and these can assist you in unlocking your inner potential and furthering you on your transformation journey. I tailor all my sessions to the client's individual needs and goals, and I provide a supportive, safe space for growth and self-discovery. So if you're interested in learning more about working with, working with me, you can visit my website, fierceinneralchemy.com. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Remember, the extraordinary is within you, and you have the power to unlock it. This is Nina, your guide, signing off. Stay magical, friends. <laughs>